I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Ron Daniels is a veteran, father, and an information technology leader who calls the Midwest home. Ron knows firsthand what it means to do the hard work to recover after facing life-threatening moments on the battlefield. He credits the bond he has with his son for showcasing to him why staying the course is the only option. Here to share with us his strategies to live relentlessly in 4K, Ron Daniels. Let's get started. Now, Ron, in our previous conversation, you know, we talked about Relentless by Tim Grover, and you just talked about how much that book had an impact on you. Why did that book have such an impact on you? And what are your biggest takeaways from diving in that book this year? It's one thing to read a book from someone who's worked with such high caliber athletes and whatnot and them just kind of brag through the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a whole nother animal when they actually are taking you deep dive inside of the minds of those people to show you what exactly you can do as a regular Joe to get yourself to that level. Yep. yep. What your daily disciplines could be, look like, what your thought process should look like, what you shouldn't do on the way to becoming relentless. Yeah, yeah. That was the biggest takeaways for me now. How it's really changed my life is that I noticed through reading the book that I had a lot of the tendencies of being relentless, but mm-hmm. there were things that I needed to hone on. Got you it. know, and that being how I have been kind of going through my own go through, so to speak, it was nice to see that hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm not so bad off after all. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're definitely, it's not for the faint of heart. Don't let my glowing review get it twisted. <laughs> it's going to hit you in the face, especially if you find out you're in the cooler clo- or clear or colder status and you think you're better. It's going to smack you in the face. I'm blank, period. Right, 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 right. Now, about the book Relentless, and you talked about not just the habits, but the mindsets. Which do you think is more important? You know how some people, especially coming from the military community, we were there, but we weren't there mentally. Right. And, then some, and then we saw the soldiers, sailors, Marines, Coasties, who were all in, like mentally reciting the mantras, reading the manuals. And we saw their results versus some others' results. What do you think is more important, or do you think it's the same side of the same coin? Mindset all day, and I'll say why. Habit is nothing more than repetition of the same action multiple times over time. Mm -hmm. Mindset, however, yes, you can be, quote, brainwashed, but at some point, if you aren't truly taking to it, if you aren't truly committed to it, the mindset will go away. Mm. It's one of those things of where, yes, you can create muscle memory via habit. You have to 
constantly renew your mindset to allow that muscle memory to stick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then what you triggered for me is why is it so easy to leave a, a high intensity environment, for example, the military, and then maybe you had some physical goals there. And then when you leave, you either gain weight or you stop working out as consistently. And you just talked about it, the habit, you know, you did the habit of working out all the time. It was required with your job, but if it wasn't a part of your mindset, you would walk away from it. The second, the environment changed. Mm-hmm. It's the very same thing about playing to your competition. A lot of people, if they know they should be able to beat someone at anything, whether it be pool, basketball, football, whatever, mm-hmm. they will play at a lower level than if they think they're going to get their butt whooped. Yeah, 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 yeah. They will come in guns blazing. They think they're going to win, or if they have put in enough work, in, i.e. Atlanta Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they start to coast. And then that's when the true champion comes out, the lion comes out, that beast mode comes out and shakes the whole thing up. Yeah, yeah. So do you think then, because I heard someone say it this way, that beast mode isn't a mode. The people who actually live relentlessly, who continue to push themselves, they're always in that state. They don't turn it on. They don't turn it off. It's not a mode. And you said yes. So you're saying that's a fact. That is law. Fact, yeah, law, better. Because that's one of the things that I heard on an interview of Tim Grover's Away from the Book, actually, mm-hmm. was that very same thing. Wow. Was wow, that wow, wow. he straight said it. He's like, look, beast mode is not a switch you flip. It's a consistent action. Mm-hmm. You are staying. That's, that's that zone that everyone talks about. That zone where when Michael Jordan had the flu and still put up 45 or 38 to 45. I can't remember which number it was. Mm-hmm. He still put up 38 points plus right, in a right, game right. with the flu where everyone else would be like, hey, okay, I'll catch you next game. Okay. You know, so, when Steph Curry puts up 21 points straight away from home because he made 77 three-point shots in a row without a miss. Mm. That's that beast mode zone that everybody's talking about but can't always stay in. Right. So is that your live relentlessly in 4K mantra? Just stay in that moment of clarity throughout your day? It's a little bit more than that, believe it or not. My mantra is more along the lines of live in that zone when it comes to the core four that we talk about in the G-Men. Because Mm -hmm. It's one thing to be in that zone for a few minutes here, a few minutes there. It's a whole nother game plan when you're staying in that mantra, in that zone when it comes to mind, body, balance, and wealth. Right, right, right. It's a higher calling. It's a deeper challenge because I can go to the gym. I can go hard, you know, every day, you know, five, six days a week. I can eat better and get the results that I'm looking for. And I'll look like a a Greek god. But if the mind isn't right, if the balance of the time I'm spending with my son or my family ain't right, if my money ain't straight, what the heck is the point of putting all that work in the body? Mm. So do you think so many veteran leaders without knowing it only focus on one area, whether it's career after their transition, not really family, just like one strong area? Yeah, they find their strongest area and they focus on it. For me, it was money Mm. because that was the one thing I was good at. And 
before I met Coach Kendall, I really was money driven. Yeah. It was, how do I get this dollar? How do I make sure that this dollar is stretching and spending where I need it to? Mm. And now? And now, of course, because of the G code and being around a brotherhood that challenges me to attack all areas, not just one, I'm noticing change, a lot of changes in that. I'm learning how to have that multiple threat detection like I used to in the military, period, mm. the end. Mm. I like that. Now, let's go back mentally. Would the 18-year-old Ron believe that you need to focus on multiple areas or would it been laser focused just in one? I believe that the 18-year-old version of myself would have definitely latched on to the multiple threat detection area mm. because I had way more ADD then than I do now. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? That would have been an, uh, a great challenge for him. But because of the, I won't say lack of resources, but the lack of research in personal development on my part at 18, because I was still doe-eyed and thought I knew everything, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it wasn't there yet. Yeah. Now, like I said, after, you, after I've gotten out of the military, after I started a family, you quickly realize that what you think you know hmm. may not be all you need to survive this life. Okay. Or thrive in this life, not just survive it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do a comparison then. Would you say you faced harder things in the military or outside the military as you uh, transitioned to being a veteran? Ooh, I would say inside the military was harder. And I'll say why. It's harder to get to an elite status than it is to fall off from one. Hmm. Because, yeah, when I was 18, yeah, I played sports. I was in the physical shape. I had the endurance to go and do and run and gun and do what I had to do. But the mindset had to change. Balance? What balance? It was you do the work, you mm-hmm. get it in, mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. done, you go party. That was the balance. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. The, the money was guaranteed. You had your tuition reimbursement, you had your insurances, you had all of your different little things that you do that you can do with the money that they give you. So all of those things were taken care of. Now, here's the killer. When you transition, you've got to start from scratch. Got it. But here's the kicker. If let's say, you know, you, you come out with an honorable discharge, that's great. You get all your benefits. What about those people who get out general under honorable or you know, something less than that. Not only do they have to start without all of those things, but they have to start from scratch. And sometimes it's a harder road to get back to that level of elite status for, mm. as a civilian than it is mm. in the military. Right, right. Something that you triggered for me is something I say all the time when I get to speak to veterans in that transitions process is in the military, the clearest thing that I enjoyed especially now that I'm away from the military, is that even if you enter as a private, you can clearly see what it would take to leave as a general. It would take, you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of discipline. But like you said, that elite status is mapped out for you. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Go get mentored by this person. Deploy here. uh, Sign for these units. There's a path. But when you leave the military and you look at the spectrum of life, uh, you know, there's so much options that actually slows you down. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different paths and there's so many more distractions. Period. Yeah. 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 That's as clear as it gets. So let's stay with that thought on the transitions process. If I said one word answer 
veterans transitions, what would you say? Fight. Okay. Wow. Wow. Why that word? Because you're going from a very controlled environment where you can say pretty much what you have to do, what you have to be where you have to be to get things done. And let me tell you, as a veteran of over 11 years, it don't work that way out Mm. here. Mm. That sense of urgency that you have in the military, especially with some of your uh, special operator parts of the military, is not out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're into personal development, so we're a part of personal development communities. But for me, before I found that, I didn't have what you're describing is, again, that brotherhood, that camaraderie. What about you? Was it easy for you to find that? Was it easy for you to connect with that? Or was it more in the personal development space that you as I found it through the personal development space. And to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't really start looking for that space until 2014 when I found Breathe University. Oh, wow. So tell us about that. Again, you mentioned that, you know, you're an 11 year veteran. What are some of the things that you needed to hear right away, right out the gate, even if you weren't ready to hear them? Some of the hard truths, some of the go-dos. First things first, if you believe for one second you're going to just hop out of the military with just four years in the military and go straight into a contracting job or defense contracting job, you're crazy. Mm. Because that's what I thought. I said, well, I've been working in Intel for four years. I've got some computer experience. I'll be able to just hop into a help desk contracting job, make 150000 a year, you know, go back overseas, make 150000 a year, and I'll be set for life. Uh-uh. Mm. That didn't happen because there was groundwork that I didn't do. There were classes that I should have been taking. There were certifications I should have been taking, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two. Make sure you have a plan, and I do mean a financial, mental, emotional plan for when you get out. Yeah, yeah. It is a different animal as a civilian than it is as a member of the military. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't just walk into an interview, or actually after an interview where they say, yeah, we're going to get you the job, you know, you can't call them the next day and go, hey, slap, no, that's where's my job at. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's a very different mindset. The things that we can say to each other, even in jest in the military, most of the time it would be seen as an EO complaint or comparable to an EO complaint in the civilian world. Right, 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 right. So complete different rules of engagement in in the civilian workforce, yeah. Absolutely. And here's the other thing, and this is something else that is especially important for all the go-getters and the the relentless of the military. Mm -hmm. The harder you work in the military, the more likely you are to get recognized and moved up. Mm. The harder you work in the civilian sector, the more likely they believe you're going to take their job. Mm. That's good. That is a severe hard truth that I had to come to grips with because here it's not a matter of, okay, well, you know, you're going to become E6, you're going to become E7, that's great, I'm happy for you. We're going to move you to a new duty station so you can really push yourself, flourish in that role. Here, it's, oh, this person thinks he's going to take my job because he's former military, has this, that, and the other experience, they're afraid for their family's upbringing and welfare as much as you are afraid about your own. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that navigation of new ideas and new environments definitely is something like you just touched on. We need to know right out the gate. So if you're transitioning, connect with mentors, reach out to someone like Ron, you know, um, a friend him on Facebook and just ask the hard question. Okay. I'm seeking this position or I'm in this position and here's some ideas that I have. And I heard you on the podcast and, and you talked about having to navigate that slope. And Ron, I've heard that truth repeated so many times as I talk to veteran audiences and do Q&A, they're like, why does it seem like the more I push, like even humbly, even if I'm like any other projects you would like me to work on, people frown on that. Like, why are you trying to do all the work? You know, and again, we're coming from an environment where if you pushed and pushed and pushed, it was, hey, let's recommend you for the next promotion board. Hey, let's get you ready for that next rank because the entire organization benefited as we moved up. And in some other workspaces, as you mentioned, that is seen as a threat. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I can definitely speak to the tech sector specifically because that's where most of my experience is. I was working at a help desk early after I got out of the military and their whole thing was we want first touch resolution rate. Mm. What that basically means is you get the ticket, you resolve it the first time they call in. Me being in the military, I'm used to this. It's cradle to grave. You Take it, you run it, you do what you have to do. You beat the sense out of the computer if you have to, but you make it work. Yep, yep. After three months at this job, I was starting to get a little, get side-eyed a little bit. And I was trying to figure out why, because I figure I'm a pretty decent dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My manager comes up to me and says, how come your, how is your first touch resolution so high? Wow. I was like, define so high. Everyone else's. First touch resolution is about 75%. Yours is about 98. Hmm. And I looked at him and I said, because in the environment I come from, failure is not an option. Right, right. And that, how did he take that right away when you shared that truth? He gave me that look of, oh, I had messed the wrong one. Wow, 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 wow. You're a nice dude that you're willing to help and be cool is another thing. Getting them at their own game, being the new guy by over 20%. Mm. Yeah, the numbers are there. The numbers are revealing. You just, in college terms, set the new curve. Oh, wow. Wow. And so what adjustment did you make uh, or did you have to move on to a a different role or an environment that appreciated those skills? I had to move to a different role. Because I looked at my manager in the face and said, I'm sorry, the only way that I'm going to change my score is for it to go up. Oh, wow. Period. Yeah. Yeah. He says, either your people need to get on my level or I need to move on or they do. I don't see any other option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it did. It went up. I had about two months at that job where I had 100% first touch resolution. Wow. Wow. That's huge. And it really put pressure on the management to go, wait a minute, why are these other people who have more certifications, get this, more certifications and have graduated from college, Mm. have less rate than the guy who comes basically out of high school and out of the military. Right. 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 So yeah, I put, that's one thing that I can say about my previous jobs is that Once I first got out of the military, because I'm used to that pressure cooker, 
I'm used to results by any means necessary. When you come to the civilian sector, they're going to ask you to calm that down. Oh, ouch. So for our veteran leader listeners, I just want you guys to know that while there is an advantage you have in your work ethic, your mindset, now understand your environment, your new environment might not nurture that behavior. And Ron has given us some strategies on how to navigate, how to continue to lead, how to continue to serve, but how to truly find value in your work after you leave the uniform. Because again, just because it's how you provide for your family, it doesn't mean it has to be disconnected from your core values, your core values of work ethic, your core values of working to be the best in a new environment. And we appreciate the same competition we appreciate in sports. We tend to frown at at times in other roles. And I, you know, I'm going to pose that question to you, Ron. Why do you think that is? Oh, that's it. That's fairly easy. Think about it. Sports aren't affecting your life. Ah. I mean, we love seeing Tom Brady and Drew Brees and some of the elite quarterbacks go to war, so to speak, on a football field. We love watching Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry and, you know, LeBron James go to war on a basketball court. But Mm -hmm. it's a whole nother game when your wife, your children, your Mm. house, your car is at stake during that competition. It really can bring out the ugly in people. Just straight raw. Right. This is a layup question, but, you know, I think it's relevant to share. Do you think without competition, our businesses hurt? Like, even if they have their quotas and things like that, but without deep competition, do you think businesses hurt even worse? Or do you think it's more healthy to foster competition and let the best rise to the top and maybe, you know, the people who feel that this environment's not right for them, let them move on? I definitely agree competition is very necessary. The idea of the meritocracy that people talk about sometimes on Facebook was that simple. It's execute or hesitate and risk your execution. Mm, mm. Any uh, stories just from your life about where maybe hesitation or not executing slowed down maybe your next promotion, your next role, or just affected something that you were like later on, man, why didn't I make that decision. Oh, I have one from last night, actually. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Yeah. Like, I had purchased some Christmas presents for my son, and I caught a hell of a deal on one of the presents that I got for my son, and I wanted to get one for myself. Mm. Here's the killer. I had the money at the time. I knew that if I went on ahead and bought two of them, I would be extremely happy, but I wasn't quite sure that I had enough to carry the rest of the house Mm. for the next two weeks. So I waited last night or Thursday night, Friday night, where I had the money. Now I wasn't worried about the rest of the house. I went to go find that deal. It was gone. Wow. Wow. You couldn't get that deal anymore. All they had was the more expensive deals coming close to Christmas. Right, 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 right. So trust me when I tell you that if you don't strike fast, when it comes to certain things, that's where relentless, they talk about don't think. Mm. There are some times where you have to just do and make the adjustments on the back end. Right. So let's talk through that a bit because I fully understand the pressure of uh, let me make sure there's enough cash reserves just in case of, and then the pressure of, do I pull the trigger? So then what you're saying, I'm just going to unpack it, that you could have pulled the trigger, bought the gifts, knowing that worst case scenario, you could return one if you had to. 
but at least you would have locked in the deal yep. versus this reality where you're exactly. like, I didn't pull the trigger and now everything worked out and now I went back and there was nothing to go back to. Right. Exactly. That's one of those things that, like I said, in the book, it says it's better to make a decision and then figure out how to make it right on the back end mm -hmm. than to not make the decision and wait. Right. Execute or hesitate and risk your execution. You know, that's one of the things I say to veterans leaders, and that's one of the comments I get on my book that I wrote, Veterans Transitions to Contact Sport, a lot. I put in there, you know, I made a decision to transition from the Army, and then I did everything in my power to make that decision right. Of course, I didn't know if it was a right decision or not, but it was a decision that I made. And I think that's something that we can leave with the veterans community that, hey, it's okay to make a decision and then work towards making that decision right. Now, your work experience has been both overseas and here local back in the States. Which environments did you find to be more similar to your military experience? Which environments allowed you to level up the fastest? For veterans looking to follow in your footsteps into the IT industry, what relevant experience and maybe even certifications would you say, guys, look at these and look at some of these that you can work on while you're still in the uniform as well? Man, we could spend a whole hour on this topic alone. Oh, wow. So I'll try to condense it. As far as similar to the military environment, working as a defense contractor is going to be your best bet. Mm. And you're going to want to work with some of the top tier contractors to make sure you get what you're worth. Right, period. right, 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 right. Now, as far as the certifications that you want to look at now, that all depends on what field you're going into. Mm-hmm. If you're in the help desk, you're on the ground floor, A+, plus, Security Plus is a definite because that's going to get you higher into your IAT level two right. things. If you're looking to go level three after the help desk, get CompTIA's Advanced Security Practitioner Certification. For the systems guys, you definitely want to have your MCSA, whether it be 2012 or 2016. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You want to have VMware's VCP5 or VCP5, if you can get VCP6, get it. Mm. The way the cloud is the way of the future, period, the end. <laughs> For those who are leaning more toward the database side of things, definitely get your SQL uh, MCSA and SE. So that way you have a lot of knowledge going into that DBA role. Now, for my, my hardcore network guys, this one's going to be a surprise to you. I highly agree with Cisco, CCNA, and CCNA security. But for my network guys, I'm going to tell you from what little bit of experience I do have with networks, you're going to want to focus more on the security end of things coming soon, especially with Bitcoin mm -hmm. and a lot of the transfers of data going on, and especially with net neutrality mm. having been repealed somewhat, you're going to want to have that security track underneath your belt. Now, is that to say not to go data center or wireless or any of the other tracks that they have? No. I'm just saying security is going to be a param of paramount in importance coming in the next couple of years. And I would go as far as to say for those who are in the same track I am, into information security, depending on which part of information security you're in, mm -hmm, whether mm -hmm. that be the management side where you're doing CISSP, where you're doing C-Risk, where you're doing a lot of those type of certifications, 
or where you're on the pen testing ethical hacking route, where you're going with CEH, where you're going with offensive securities, professional certification, expert certification. Big shout out to offensive security because <laughs> their, their exam is the truth. Wow, wow. I haven't taken it specifically, but I've read the testimonials of those who have. It's a 24-hour hackathon for the professional certification alone. You have 24 hours to crack certain amount of computers, write your reports, do everything that they teach you within the course, and you have to submit a report in 24 hours to prove that you've learned the course. That's the professional certification. Now, the expert certification, you have three days and three times as many computers, what I understand. Mm, 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 mm. So like yeah. I said, big shout out to Offensive Security. Take a look at their courses. And definitely, if you are in the security realm and you have not heard of Kali Linux, get on it. Got um, it. Got it. Yeah. Like I said, I could spend an hour, I could spend an hour <laughs> podcast what we can do yeah. to help our IT-related veterans get a leg up. Right. And if we want to do that, we can set up a time to do that because I can. I've done roadmaps for most parts of the industry. Wow! 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 Take this time then to. Do you prefer if people connect with you on IG, Facebook? Because I'm pretty sure veterans Facebook, will. Have- honestly, yeah, Facebook is my biggest platform. That's the one I'm. All, I always check in on. I check in on IG too, but I've never really been a picture person. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That Intel thing kind of you know still God. keeps me away. From oh Facebook. yeah. But no, definitely on Facebook. I do tweet sometimes too. So Mm -hmm. I'll make sure that you have that information as well. But yeah, definitely Facebook. Definitely reach out. Um, Shoot me a message, especially if we don't have any mutual friends. Say, hey, I heard you on Bernard Berger's podcast. Boom. I got you. Right. Got it. Got it. So veterans, leaders, I know you're going to want to pick Ron's brain on IT and maybe some of the strategies that you can apply while you're still maybe transitioning, still wearing the uniform even. Don't miss the opportunity to connect with experts. Something I always share is that the go it on your own mentality, it's just not how it works. And it's not how you're your most effective because we all naturally have blind spots. So if you're moving towards IT and you really want to do it at a high level, walking in the door with the right training, the right certifications, I implore you to reach out to Ron to make that connection so he can just help you think through maybe some of the next steps before the big interview or before getting completely out of the uniform and needing to connect with your next career. So lastly, you know, I want to go back to personal development. I think you really broke it down earlier, but you know, some people are still hesitant to make that investment. Maybe it's $20 a month, maybe it's $50 a month, maybe it is 99 a month. What would you say to the people on the fence when it comes to their personal development, especially now that they're not in the uniform and have sergeants and people around them, not just pushing them, but coaching them through some of the big decisions they need to make in life? It's very simple. If you want your life to level up, if you want to move forward, if you want to get to the next level, you have to. Understand what I'm saying. You have to have someone who will coach you. I am a guru when it comes to desktops and laptops and mobiles and things of that nature in the tech space. I needed mentorship to realize that I could go up to systems and make an impact. Mm. I needed mentorship to realize that I can speak that network lingo, even though it's not my strong suit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
if you're on the fence, get off. <laughs> get in the personal development space. Get around people who are after the same things you are because lone wolf mentality is a death mentality. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because even the most violent of predators, they have a pride. They have a pack. Mm. Mm. They don't call it a wolf pack for nothing. It's not a lion pride for nothing. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, again, I love what you said. It's like, look, guys, if you're doing life alone, especially as a, a veteran, especially as a veteran leader, again, no matter how much you're pushing yourself, you're not going at your absolute best, your absolute best. So find that community that works for you, that fits your schedule, that fits your budget, and get around people who are going to get in your face and get in your space and say, hey, didn't you say by December 31st, 2017, you'd accomplish X? Where are we at with that? You know, and those small reminders and triggers will help you continue. I love what you said, Ron, that, hey, Bernard, I'm a guru here with these types of devices, these types of um, environments. And my mentors and coaches showed me, hey, you can add this to your toolkit. And now you've expanded what you can be counted on to deliver against. And I think that's super important for all of us. Yeah. And I would go as far as to say, especially as far as the personal development space, having people that are in your professional specialty, specialty makes it just that much easier mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. with my personal development, that's one thing I've done. I've reached out to a lot of cybersecurity, network security systems guys in the personal development space. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Looking for people who are in my, who are in the development space, period, but want to be on that next level. Um, if you're looking for that community, that nation, you know, as we affectionately call Grandation, the nation of killers. Mm. Um, if you're looking for people who are really that get after it, doing things with a set of core values that you can align with and look at and apply your own values to. Again, I definitely recommend Grindation, but by the same token, whatever community you decide to join, do not sit in the background and just be like, okay, I joined, mm. now what? Mm. Dig into that community. Find out who can help you, who you can help. That's mm -hmm. the biggest one. Right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because believe it or not, veteran leaders, we are definitely called upon not necessarily to the same level that we were in the military, but let's face it, people who have joined the military and got out and gone into high-pressure specialties, we are called on for those very things we learned in the military. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, before we close, just wanted to recap that. Now, one of the communities that we're a part of is Grindation. You mentioned Breathe University at the top of the call. Again, there's amazing personal development communities out there. Test them out. Don't be afraid to find your voice within that community and share your expertise. We talked in depth about Tim Grover's book, Relentless. Are there any other books or podcasts that you listen to regularly that helps you level up that you would recommend to our community? Absolutely. Extreme Ownership by uh, Jocko Willing and Leif Babin. Also, Discipline Equals Freedom by the same author, Jocko Willing. 
Jocko and Leaf are two SEALs who took the information and learning that they got from their time as SEALs in Task Unit Bruiser out there in Ramadi. And they took all those battlefield lessons, all those battlefield thoughts, and they put them into a book to where you can use it in the civilian world. Mm. Mm. It is a great application of how the battlefield and business are not that far apart. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like I said, Jocko has his own podcast. It's on YouTube. If you look up the Jocko podcast, mm-hmm. J-O-C-K-O, if you, if you look that up on YouTube, you'll see all of the episodes. The episodes are long. I'll grant you they're not, you know, your normal hour podcast. It can be anywhere from an hour to two and a half. But by the same token, the amount of information and the people that he has on and things of that nature are definitely beneficial. So, yeah, those are some resources. I have a thousand more. I'm a book junkie. I I tend to be a bit of an information whore a little bit. But those are the ones that I would say have created the most change. Oh, wow. Wow, I love that. Something you you triggered for me, just because you have such an extensive library, have you ever just considered like taking a picture of the book and then that being your Instagram post? Because then again, it's not you, but it's still you. It's what's affecting your life. And I think people like myself who, who follow you on Instagram, I get to like, okay, Ron's reading this one. So I need to go read this one. It's funny. I've never even thought about that. Like if you see my Facebook, you notice I share a lot of video. I mean, sometimes I'll share the occasional not serious video, but most of my pictures and things that I share are very level up mindset minded. Oh yeah. Like different, you know, warrior mindset, 48 laws of power, things of that nature. And I guess for some reason, because like I said, I've never thought, I've always seen it at Instagram as a share your picture, like you yourself, take Mm -hmm. selfies, that type of thing. I never really align with that. I'm not a selfie person. I've never been a selfie person. I was the guy who had to stay hidden in the shadows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm Yeah. So lately, yeah, I'll post every once in a while just to let people know I'm still alive, so to speak, but I'm not the, hey, let's take a selfie type. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, trust me, I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, Ron, this was amazing. Anything else you feel that you wanted to close with? Any parting words that you have a chance to speak to the veteran leaders and say, hey, guys, we can make it. We can continue to serve. We can continue to have amazing lives and be amazing to our families. Anything there? Oh, absolutely. I won't take too long. But the simple fact is this, Vets. We are not only needed, but we are warranted in mm. this time and age. Okay? People who, are, who have the ability to go through the pressure cooker and come out the other side are not are few and far between anymore. It's kind of like one of my other favorite motivational speakers. Can't really call him a speaker, really. David Goggins says, in the military, we are taught how to do two things. Follow orders and take souls. So that being said, how to take souls in the civilian space is a little different. (laughs) In the military, yeah, we might, you know, have to actually go to war and literally end someone. But in the civilian sector, it's about how your work ethic moves, how you move as a person. Does the ground shake when you walk? Mm, mm. When you have that type of a mentality about you, it does take someone, it will take someone's soul. I've seen it happen. Yeah. When you walk into the office and they know, ooh, that one Daniels is back. We don't want, nah, we don't want a part of that, bro. He, he, he's on another level. We better stay over here. Yeah. Yeah. It takes veterans who've been through that pressure cooker, like I said, to show people what they can actually do. 
something else that, that I've realized also that was a David Goggins quote. Everything that he's done, his ultra marathons, the SEAL school, you know, going through SEAL school three times, one time on broken legs, the whole nine yards, he did that at 60% of his heart's capacity. Mm. That's where that 40% more comes in. That's why we don't tend to break down as easy because we've always been pushed to do that more. Go harder, go faster, go quicker, go more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes us a little bit more um, relentless. Yeah, relentless and resilient. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Guys, thank you uh, for listening, Ron. Pleasure getting into the mindset of a high-level IT professional, you know, a father, a veteran, someone who continues to lead and continues to do the work yourself. You know, a lot of people just talk, talk, talk. But from getting to know you this year, you do the work. The hard work and the hard work. It's not always easy, but you stick to it. So I'm glad to be able to call you friend and to get to continue to know you as we close out 2017 and launch into 2018. Likewise, as I've said before, if you are out there on the fence as a lone wolf, it's hard to admit that you need people. Trust me, being you know in the places I've been, it's much easier to be that lone wolf. But trust me when I tell you, get yourself a pride, get yourself a pack and you will go much further, much faster. Love it. Well, Ron, you enjoy the rest of your day. Happy holidays. I know I'm going to talk Likewise, to you yeah. soon, but still enjoy your holiday. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All Thank right, you, Ron. B. I appreciate Thanks. it. I appreciate you. Thank you.